time. Coming to direct from the After Hours Lounge in the back room of the best cigar shop east of just west of this very location, it's the Cigar Hacks. Better known as a bunch of hacks, talking cigars, etc. Our panel of hacks for this installment are Reverend Harvey. Good evening, everybody. I hope you had a good week, and it's going to be a real good show tonight. Nurse Rick Harvey. This town needs an enema. Hey, hey, animal boys and two guys. And we have the Leprechaun King. <laughs> the Leprechaun. That name is still under protest. You asked to be the king. <laughs> so I well, made you Dom, the king of again, the How drunk were you? Was All right, Dominator. Uh, oh. Dominator. Dominator. We have a couple of in-studio guests with us. We have Mr. Jonathan. I don't have a drop. We have... Oh, nice. We do. We have the... I guess that makes my nickname Vanilla Ice. I don't know how I feel about that. That's under protest. We have the man himself, Dave Garofalo. Hello. Looked at my kingdom. I was finally there to sit on my throne at the Prince of Bel-Air. Prince of Bel-Air, huh? There we go. And on the call-in, we have Richard Carlton Hacker, the author of The Ultimate Cigar Book. Richard, hello. What's the first hey, how are you? Thanks for having me in. String underwear. No. Okay. <laughs> this is Cigar Hack Dave, your humble announcer producer. Our segments include Hidden Hearth, Blind Cigar Review, Current Events in the Cigar World. we got a whole list for Hardy Read tonight. And then we have the uh, local spotlight. We're sitting here in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This will be our spotlight for tonight. Honored to have you here. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having okay, us. Okay, then we have the uh, Conspiracy Corner, where we expose the ugly underbelly of possible truth, along with the Hidden Herf Reveal and Hidden Herf Recap. Find us all over the internet, usual places. For the time being, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website, CigarHacks.com. And we'll Pornhub. that later. Chris up. Okay, <laughs> and we're in. <laughs> Hello, Richard. Hello, Dave. We got you. All right, so uh, what we have is uh, the way we uh, start the show here is we have a cigar that the band is covered up on, so everyone on the panel except for myself because I put these together tonight doesn't know what we're smoking. So maybe uh, by the description, maybe you can figure out what it is. We've had that happen before. Mm. Actually, if we could have either uh, Mr. Jonathan or uh, Dave describe it, that would be wonderful. It's like well, we got the connoisseurs you of got a, uh, Looks like a 52-ring gauge Robusto, 5 inches. Uh, All right. It's uh, got uh, a little bit of a seam on the wrapper, so it kind of uh, tells me it's a thicker wrapper. Very sweet on the cold draw. Yeah. little musty component. Cocoa brown. I'm going to guess. Can I just start making guesses? You knock okay. yourself out. Go yeah. for it. I'm going to guess that it's Dominican just from the cold draw. Really? But yeah. That's not where I would have went. I don't know. Where would you have went? We hardly ever agree, so. No, that's cool. <laughs> I'm always wrong. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Honduras. Really? Dave? I don't know. He's not saying. I'm not sure which where it's from. I know what it is. I just don't know where it came from. I didn't look it up yet. Nice and so clean. Well-aged. Nice. Very clean. A little yeah. veiny, too. Ew, it's all veiny. So with all those details, mm. Richard, you got a guess? 
<laughs> you know, he's real good. He's real good, but he's not that good. Can you blow some smoke into the microphone? And you're in California, right? If you pull this off. That's sweet. Okay, it's not an Ashton. I can tell you that. No, it's not an Ashton. No, no, you're correct. Could be a Rocky Patel. That would be... <laughs> that would be Honduran. No, not, not a Rocky. I almost brought Rockies tonight, but okay, not okay. Um, yeah, it's really without smelling the smoke or or uh, yeah. the tobacco. Yeah. It's a little difficult, you know. Yeah, but, but we do know it's a cigar. We know it's, what probably medium, medium full strength. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Well, well we haven't uh, we haven't lit it, but lit I'm going to guess at that too. We can light yeah, them up. Can, uh, All right, you light can those bones. The, the cigar, and sometimes you can get a really good hint of what it's going to be when you smoke it. When the smoke's is like ninety percent more intense, mm-hmm. but smelling the foot of the cigar, which is what I usually do before yeah. I light it, I know somewhere is going to fall medium, medium full, mild, whatever the yeah. heck it is. Yeah. That's about as far as I could go without actually smelling it. Yeah, this uh, foot is very light. There's a tiny, tiny bit of bit barnyard of on it. That's it. A little hay. That's about all I got. Norm- normally, with Honduran cigars, you- I smell feet on the end. It yeah, smells like cheesy. I, now that I lit it up, it is a black pepper bomb. It is, <laughs> it is Nicaraguan. It is Nicaraguan for sure. Can, can I say for sure? I just did the retrohale, and yeah, you got pepper on it. Definitely. It's, pepper. <clears throat> it's peppery. I don't know about pepper. Are you, are you getting earth? If you're getting a musty earthiness, that could be Nicaraguan or at least Nicaraguan leaf in there. So can I say something first off, uh, uh, Richard Hacker, an honor to talk to you. I own a cigar shop in New Hampshire, and in 1993 when you came out with your book, The Ultimate Cigar Book, not only did I read it, but it became mandatory reading for my employees over the years because it was the first accurate book on cigars that the information in there was very accurate, and uh, you know what you're talking about. Well, that, yeah. that's very kind of you, and thank you, obviously. And you don't know how good that makes me feel, because when I wrote this book the first time, now it's in the fourth edition, but when I wrote the first edition, before I sent it off to be published, I wrote down a bunch of questions I wanted answered, and then I went back through the book to see if I had answered them. And if I hadn't, I put them in. And I've been doing that with every uh, edition since. Because there's always something. You've got, I left that out. Why did I do that? But, but yeah, I tried to put in everything that we cigar smokers would want to know. And also, you're obviously a professional writer. And that was pretty obvious when it came out. Instead of an, an amateur guy that likes cigars, it was a professional writer writing about everything you would want to know about cigars, including the history, how the book started. Wonderful book. I have a guess. Well, thank you, God. I, 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 I have been writing all my life. been published since I was 17, believe it or not, many, many, many years ago when dinosaurs were still <laughs> roaming the earth. <laughs> and, you know, you write about what you love, and that's how I got into this whole thing. You know, I like to smoke cigars. I like to drink whiskey, and uh, these are the things I write about. So I've, I've been very fortunate. But thank you for those kind words. What cigar shop was that? Two Guy Smoke Shop. Oh, yeah. So this day, uh, you and your brother have that. Yes, yes. Sure. I met you at the RTDA many years many ago. Many years ago, right. RTDA. I remember that. RTDA sells My it. honor. Thanks so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Richard, nice to talk to you. You've been credited by many as being the stimulus for the cigar boom. How much credit do you give yourself for that? 
Um, I actually don't think I could have done it alone. It would take like a couple of million other cigar smokers <laughs> to make Certainly. that happen. What I did do was write a book that people who were looking for information could get it. And I have to say, in all fairness, Marvin Schenken with his uh, cigar aficionado gave it a big, big boost. Because for the first time, there was a magazine that wasn't just a fly-by-night or a one-shot deal. And then right on top of that, back I think the same year or right after that, my book came out. I, I just think it all kind of, you know, it was a perfect storm. It just all came together. If people didn't want to smoke cigars, they wouldn't be reading my book. And they wouldn't be reading my book if they didn't want to smoke cigars. So it was just was, you know, they say timing is everything. Uh, that's what this was. The number one thing I think that's missing in the cigar industry, and Dave says this all the time when we do our cigar tastings, is information. That's the thing that the cigar smoker is the most hungry for, is finding out what the details are of what they're smoking, and and your book gives us that direction. Well, thank you. And an important point of that is, Dave, that when my book came out, the Internet was not as we know it. There was no Facebook. There was no Twitter. It was... was you know, literally almost non-existent because I had people say to me, oh, you went to the library and got information. No. <laughs> you know, you got on the internet, you got all this information. No. There, there were no books in the library. Not They were updated. There was Zeno Davidoff's book, which was written in the 50s, totally out of date at the time. Mm. Very little there. And all my research was firsthand. I mean, I had to physically go to Cuba, Dominican, Honduras, Nicaragua. I had to physically get in the fields. Luckily, I speak a little Spanish, just enough so I don't get shot. Uh. (laughs) Un poquito. Yeah. (laughs) Who would you say which manufacturer was the most helpful when it came to you garnering information from them? Get my questions across to these uh, possibly able to get firsthand information, and that's how the whole thing kind of evolved. Now you can go click on your computer and find a lot of stuff. A lot of it, I have to say, is not factual, but a lot of it is, too. But back when I began doing the book, I was starting from ground zero. Who would you say gave you the most information? Who was the most forthcoming? Which manufacturer? Well, that's a good question. There were a couple of people who were really instrumental. I got to say, Carlito Fuente, Mm. Uh, who, you know, I, I knew him before all this happened. You know, him since you know, the late 70s. He uh, actually took me down to the Dominican. He didn't know what I was doing. He just knew I wanted to know about cigars. And he actually spent time with me and gave me free run of his factory and took me around. And we had many, many, many late night uh, conversations. And so he was helpful. And then uh, there were other people, too, that uh, some of them not so well known. Uh, Benji Menendez, another guy, he's retired. He's been with General Cigar. Uh, he was great. He just uh, kind of took me under his wing. And, you know, he comes from a Cuban family, second generation in this country. But, boy, boy, he just uh, took me around and showed me, you know, things that you just wouldn't know and you wouldn't think to ask. And once, of course, like anything, once you think to ask, then you think to ask another thing because questions begat questions. So, you know what I wanted to ask you, uh, Richard? This is Dave. Your rating system. Mm-hmm. If you could, if you could <laughs> yeah. explain that a little to everyone because I thought it was pretty cool the way you did that. <laughs> well, it's a little misunderstood. It's the, the HPH, the Highly Prejudiced Hacker Scale. And people say, you know, well, it's what you like. Well, yeah, it is. It's, yep. it's my scale. Uh, my name is Hacker, and it, it, it is highly prejudiced. And so I really use that as a, a strength rating rather than a good or bad 
rating. So I have the HPH one, two, three, you know, one being really, really mild and three enough to take the, the hair off of your chest and your arms and any place else you may have it. So I started categorizing cigars by strength because uh, with flavor, it's a difficult thing. It's like uh, when I write about spirits, I, I don't uh, give them a point rate like you do with wines, because, you know, who am I to tell you you're going to like this whiskey and not that whiskey? However, I can tell you, this whiskey is a little milder, this is a little stronger. Well, I did that same thing with cigars. I mean, you may not know a Dominican from a Honduran, but you know it's mild, and you'll know it's medium, and you know it's heavy, and you'll know what you're in the mood for or what you like. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I got yes. the HPH scale, you know, going, you know, from mildest to heavy. Yeah, okay. that's pretty cool. <laughs> that was pretty, pretty ingenious, I think. Just a well, way I needed something. I, yeah. I had to have something as a guideline, but like I said, I didn't want to do it just relying on taste, because that's really yeah. subjective, you know, mm -hmm. it really is. That's why, we, that's why we have so many cigars out there, because very few people have got identical tastes. Yeah. So speaking of taste, we have the Four Roses small batch here. And, ah, good. And everyone's got a little bit, and so Begin. if you would like to guide us through that, that'd be great. It's good. Sure. Uh, I love the small batch. You know, they've, they've got a single barrel. It's 100 proof, and they've got uh, the reserve. Uh, Elliot's reserve is great. I think it's, you can't get it anymore, but Brent Elliott did this small batch. It's 90 proof, so it's just on the verge, you know. It's really, it's just there. I'll tell you what, I, the way I drink it, I, I, I have it with a cube, one cube, of ice, mm -hmm. I put the whiskey in there in a glass. First thing I do, you know, anticipation is everything. You know, I, yep. I look at the color. I love the color. It's just that nice amber, kind of a golden amber color. And then I nose it. I put it, you know, under my nose. And I don't stick my nose in the glass because when you got all that alcohol, it's going to come up and hit you. So I put my nose right over the lip of the glass. I, I hope you're doing this. I wish I could do it. I, I've got a bottle here, but I didn't take the cap off. I'm going to kill myself. I think I'll take the cap off. <laughs> and anyhow, then what you do is you, you open your mouth and you breathe in. Now, the reason you open your mouth is cuts the alcohol. Because take a sniff of that, that bouquet with your mouth closed. And you get yeah, a little sting. Take, yep, yep. A little sting. Now, the same thing with your mouth slightly open. And oh, the yeah, sting yeah. is gone, yep. but you're getting yep. more Sweet. more of that. I get the flavor, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're getting you're getting you know caramel. You're getting uh, wow. some spice. Yeah, it's some really, really true. It is. Yep, it's <laughs> great. Dry spice in there. Kind of reminds <laughs> Look at me in a way, way mm -hmm. of, of like a, a vintage port because it's dried. Caramel. Yeah, exactly. Exact caramel. A little bit of that uh, cedar coming off yeah. the barrel. The barrel That's is funny. Uh, you know. Charred oak, but I I get cedar out of this, which is why I I like it with a cigar. I'm getting yeah, I'm getting almond notes of almond out of the the, the yeah. small batch. Yeah. You better believe it. Yeah, there's almond in there, which is be it's beautiful. And then of course the best part, then you take a sip. When I do, I hold it in my mouth, I kind of chew it, swallow it, and then you breathe out through your nose. You'll get so much more depth. Mm -hmm. Because you've got like 40,000 different olfactory senses in your nose. There's basically seven on your tongue. So you're getting some on your tongue, but when you breathe, sip, swallow, and then you exhale through your nose, you get everything that there is in there. That's very cool. Yeah. So awesome. we also have the Ardberg uh, tenure here. We'll do that after, the, after we do the current <laughs> events. The, 
Ardbeg, I guess. I keep on saying Ardberg. It's Ardbeg. Ardberg, Ardbeg, Ardbeg. Yes. Well, that's why I'm glad you did the Four Roses first, because once you go to Ardbeg, it is so intense. No turning back. You can see into the future. Yeah, you can't go back. You can't go back. You got to, you know, that's that's the end of the meal drink, or if I'm just going to have this and nothing else tonight, that's what you do with Ardbeg. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. So we'll do that after the current events. Yeah. Did anybody else get a sweetness on the beginning of this? A little bit? I got a question. Is this a placentia? It is a placentia. Is this the Del Campo? It is. Uh, the, oh, you know the something? I have had this cigar before. It's one of yours. I've had this cigar before. And I'm sitting there, I'm smoking You're it, good. and I'm thinking, I know this cigar, but it, it took me a little while. Ricky got it. Ooh. Very good. Number yeah. six. Oh. That's, that's actually, I got last week's, too. Well, you did hammer sickle. Does he get a prize? Nope. No, no bragging rights. That's about it. I get it. bragging rights for a week. <laughs> but you have to Good understand, job. sir. This is our what eighty seventh episode, or this is ninety. Okay, wow. so this is ninety, and I've only guessed seven times, so. and that means <laughs> that that's means pretty 80, Eighty three times I've been wrong. And that, and that fast too. This is a great cigar. <laughs> this is right out that, of the uh, that, Cigar Authority um, I, contenders. I took three puffs, and I looked at Dave, and I said, "This is a placenta." Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, very, that's very impressive. It really is. Yeah. I have a question, sir. So I, we all uh, read your book. I received your book uh, three days ago. Well, no, last week. No, it's a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah a couple and, of weeks. and knocked it out in three days. Well, wow. I actually have a question for you, sir, because uh, you're known as like, so I read all about the Tsar. You got this name from, was it Germany? As, as, oh, as the, that? Sorry. the cigar Tsar. But they say. Oh, no, no, that was uh, given to me by a paper in Orange County, California, during the cigar boom, I went through a lot of interviews uh, on television, radio, and newspapers, and this one reporter from the, I think it was the Orange County Register, wrote it up, and he says, Richard Hacker is a cigar czar. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I, I even have it on my license plate on, on my car. It's, it's C-G-A-R and then Z-A-R. Really? I well, I'll tell you wow. something. And they no, say that no. you, you, you know, you're one of the foremost authorities on uh, wines and spirits. And on our show two weeks ago, I mentioned about um, bourbons. So I, mm-hmm. I drink uh, Oban Scotch, but I've been lately. I've been reading that bourbons are becoming blended, and that's going to be the, like the new trend of 2019 is introducing a bourbon that's getting blended. So through my reading, I learned that the two biggest blenders in the world have been Scotland and Japan. And blend, that's it, right. And so now they're saying they're looking at blending bourbon, which is a well, little odd. We, we've had blended bourbons for a, a long time. Even Four Roses, basically what they do is they have 10 different mash bills. You know, the mash is what they're fermenting, you know, with their barley and their water. They get most companies or most distilleries have one, and they stick with it. Four Roses has ten. Wow. And then what they do is they blend different things. So, like, the Four Roses, the small batch, Brendan Elliott, their master distiller, takes four that he yeah. wants. It's like an artist picking colors. He takes four, and he blends mm-hmm. them together to make this bourbon. It's still a bourbon. It's still a bourbon. It's still a Kentucky bourbon. Right. But it's, it's blended. Now, the only bourbons that really aren't blended, uh, if you go to a single barrel, they, that's what it is. It's the bourbon from that barrel that's bottled and typically allowing for 
uh, evaporation, what have you, you'll get about 235 to 260 bottles from a barrel. That's an unblended bourbon, but almost anything else you're going to find is a blend of different bourbons from that distillery. Wow. Uh, like a single malt scotch. You know, right. they are different barrels, but they all have to come from that distillery, which is why it's a single malt. Mm-hmm. If they take one barrel from another distillery, it's no longer a single barrel. Or, I'm sorry, a, uh, sing, yeah, a single malt scotch. Then it becomes a blended scotch. Wow. <laughs> so I hope I'm not getting too... No, 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 no. So, so are you saying that somebody would possibly blend from two different companies? Yes. Mix them together? Yeah, and All that's right. what I've been reading. So, right. uh, yeah. yeah. And that's just good marketing so they can charge us more for the bourbon. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we need to transport well, that, That's true. And also, there really, really is a bourbon shortage now because we've been drinking so much of it. I mean... <laughs> I don't can't make it fast part, enough. But, <laughs> you know, if you're going to do a, uh, a 10-year-old bourbon, it takes 10 years to get that 10-year-old bourbon. You can't, you can't rush it. Yeah. Right. And so the supplies of older bourbons are dwindling. So what they're doing is now, they want to keep the taste profile or you're going to turn people off. So to keep the taste profile, hypothetically, let's say you're out of 10-year-old. They can hypothetically now take a 6-year-old and maybe take a 14-year-old and put them together and average them out different percentages and get the taste of a 10-year-old. Now, that's just a very simplistic way to do it, but that's where the master blender really comes into his own. He becomes an artist. But, uh, yeah, the blended bourbons have been around for a long time, and uh, we're going to see more of them. That's excellent. All right. We're going to do our current events here. Oh, we got to do, oh, the, we troops. Gotta do the troops. Oh, we, we skipped right over segment one. Go ahead. Do the troops. Oh, yeah, repeat. the troops. So just a special thank you to our troops that are fighting the good fight here in this own country, our own country and abroad. We want to thank you for your service. As usual, I always uh, thank Harvey. The reverend here served 24 years wow. in the, uh, thank thank you for your the, service, in the Army. I want to thank him for his service as well 24 as uh, years. 24 yep. years. Wow. And the loadmaster from last week, Joshua, who's on his seventh or eighth year for the uh, U.S. Air Force. But just thank you you to our soldiers out there that are keeping us free. Most of this world doesn't understand what being free is. Mm. So we thank you and we honor you. Okay, so the next news item, speaking of free, Facebook and Instagram are Ah. about to restrict content related to alcohol and tobacco, including cigars and e-cigarettes. And so that announcement came out. Yesterday, I think it's going to put a crimp in a lot of things in the cigar world here. I think sure there are options. Yep, yep, there are other options. Yeah, Mm -hmm. good luck, Facebook, huh? (laughs) So, are you uh, you up on any of that stuff, Richard? No, you know what? I um, I don't tweet. I don't Twitter. I'm not on Facebook. Keep it that way. I don't do any of that stuff. (laughs) So you're not going to feel the pain at all. I'll feel the pain, but I'll just do it surreptitiously, you know? (laughs) So what I want to add to to, uh, Richard is I want him to know that when I would buy Playboy magazine, I did buy it for the articles. (laughs) (laughs) Because because Richard was a writer. Are you still a writer? Are you still a writer for Playboy? No, I I started writing for them. I don't want to to date myself, but I started back in 89. Uh, In fact, my article for Playboy was called Up in Smoke. Nice. (laughs) And it was all about the pending cigar boom before anybody knew this was even going to happen. Absolutely. Uh, You you felt it coming, huh? I saw it coming. Yeah, Yeah. I really saw it. I saw younger guys smoking cigars 
and no more of the big triple chin guy in the big, you know, fat Cadillac, and he's puffing a, you know, a, a, a stogie that was as big as his thumb. No, no, these were these were younger guys, college guys, smoking, you know, Coronas and smoking cigars and wanting to know what's going on. And I was in that group. I was doing that. I was. I started smoking better cigars and wanting to find out more about it. So that's what this article was about, Up in Smoke. And, boy, I got so many letters out of that. And because of that, i got to say indirectly, that was responsible for me. Uh, I wrote for Playboy uh, up until the mid-'80s when, uh, you know, Hef kind of, you know, stopped controlling it. And it just it wasn't the same deal. Believe it or not, I know you're going to take this the wrong way, but writing for Playboy was fun. It was really, really fun. Yeah. Uh, you got to go to the parties? <laughs> I got to go to some of the parties at the mansion, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. That must have really uh, sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, I was embarrassed, of course. <laughs> I opened a cigar store in 1985, and I'll tell you, I saw it too. By 1990, I said, what the heck is going on here? And yep. it became Cigar Aficionado. Your book comes out after that. And both of them, I have to thank Cigar Aficionado, and I have to thank you, because thank you. It, it definitely pushed it along. There was a boom happening, and those two things that came out pushed it along and opened it up to a wider audience. It was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyhow, yeah, it just took off from there. But I, I, I'll never forget when that Up in Smoke article broke. I just got letters from all over the world, really, and, you know, cigar smokers, because nobody had addressed them before it just wasn't being done the, the big thing was cigarettes and, uh, yeah 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 so, oh and and you know cigar smokers like i've never smoked cigarettes i never never have in fact people used to kid me a lot during the boom i check into a hotel i ask for a non-smoking room and they go what you big phony i said no 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 but listen a cigarette smoker will smoke a cigarette in his room he doesn't care cigar smokers he's going to go out to the lobby he's going to go outside could go on his patio with a drink it's a whole different kind of world out there. And you don't, at least I don't smoke a cigar in my hotel room. I'll go outside. Mm-hmm. Same thing in my, my home. Of course, my office is basically a fire trap because I've got so many papers stacked up around here. <laughs> but I, I love to smoke a cigar in my, my front porch. I love it. And the neighbors love it. Believe it or not, I guys walk by, oh, I love the smell of that. You know, oh, nice. mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just love that. And then in the back, I've got, in fact, it, I put that in the book, I have what I call the Cigarden. And the Cigarden is just a <laughs> little landscaped area where I can smoke my cigar. I've got That's my nice. chair, and I've got my table, and I've got an ashtray that a friend of mine, an artist, made for me. It's a bronze hand with two fingers sticking up. So you can put your cigar in there, wow. and in the palm of the hand, there is a removable ashtray. So it's, wow, it's you know, nice. like a self-contained ashtray. It looks like a hand. Anyway, that's my cigar. And stuff. So that's why I love to smoke. I have like a risque question to ask, and I'm, I've been wondering this for a long time. I've been doing some research, and with three pros in the, in, you know, yourself and Mr. Jonathan and uh, Dave right here, I'm going to ask an, an, a very odd question, if that's okay, sir. Um, Why don't you don't mind an odd answer? That's good. Okay, so um, I always make jokes about Monica Lewinsky, and so my question to you is: is so? And by the way, Yasser Arafat was in the garden waiting while this incident allegedly occurred. So anyway, is it true? Because in my readings, I learned that cigars boomed amongst the college population shortly after the Monica Lewinsky incident made the news. Is this true? Did, did cigars boom 
you know, I'm talking just That was like people, 1992. So, yeah. That's, that, that's right. That the the like cigars right boom when this happened. Well, it, I, t- I tell you this, it certainly got a lot more attention to cigars than they had ever had, you know, like in the mainstream news. And a funny story is Monica Lewinsky's attorney... Right. Lived just three houses up from me. During this time. <laughs> oh my! Wow. To where we got. Wait a minute. And okay. I read about it in the papers. And you go outside my front door. There's helicopters, TV news choppers going around. There's news cams. There's uh, the place was a zoo on the street for a good week. So we really can thank uh, Richard Hacker, cigar aficionado, and Monica Lewinsky's vagina for the cigar boom. Well, and the reason I bring this up is, you know, back in the 90s, you know, I just started my profession. I am a nurse. I never smoked cigars back then. But shortly after that incident occurred, somebody handed me a cigar. I started to laugh. But you know what? To a lot of college kids... They started buying cigars. Well, I'm going to tell you, I just looked it up while we were doing this. This was 1998. The cigar boom was over. It was right after that. Wow. It was after the cigar boom. So they had nothing to do with it. It was just uh, Richard Hacker and Scott Fisher. Wow. Monica Lewinsky had nothing to do with that. I had nothing to do with uh, Monica Lewinsky either. (laughs) <laughs> it's just a coincidence that the lawyer lives down the street. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but the next time you play the five degrees of Kevin Bacon, mm. right? see, now you're yeah, two yeah. degrees from, all of Monica us are two right. degrees from half yeah, and, and four degrees to Bill Clinton. So there right. you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. And the funny thing was, I was in London when that happened, and it made the London Times, of course, and I must have bumped into six different tobacconists who swore they gave Clinton that cigar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any idea? Does any idea what cigar was? happen hundreds of times. Sure. Because they all gave him these cigars. <laughs> did, did anyone ever say what brand it was? Did that ever come to fruition? Yes. There's no proof to this, but I have heard... It was a Monte Cristo number two. Ah, no wonder the popularity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, you can all picture the Monte two. So yeah. there you go. There we go. All yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Circumcised or uncircumcised? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it was clipped actually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> which, which circumcised? Which was interesting because you know it if, it, if it was circumcised, and Yasser Arafat was out in the garden. There you go. Oh, mm, Again, another point. Observation. You know. <laughs> so hey, bringing an Israeli cigar, right. <laughs> Israeli theme cigar. Yeah. All right. Okay. See so you guys. You ready to I told do you it was a bad idea to have me on. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. It's okay. Hey, you know, we could have had uh, Barry, you know. Mm. It's true. I mean, a whole other topic. <laughs> all right. So we want to do our current events. So we do a list of all the events going on at all the places that we've done our podcast from or about. So we've got a list of uh, about 13 places here. So just uh, this will take about five minutes. So just uh, sit back and relax. And we'll have Harvey do the current events here. You ready to go there, huh? Yes, sir. Okay, here we go, folks. Two guys. The Coffee Bar is open. Studio 21 Podcast Cafe on recording days Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at Two Guys in Salem. 
And it says, thanks, Gary. Whatever that means. He's the barista. He's, he's the guy who makes the coffee for us. Oh, yeah. Hey, thanks, Gary. I had one. It was yeah, good. This is delicious. <laughs> yeah. He also uh, is very good at shortening patio blocks with his bare hands if you ever needed that as a service. <laughs> Check out last week's show, right? Uh, dinner with Nick uh, Perdomo at Castaways in Seabrook on Tuesday, August the 27th, 6 p.m. We'll all Perdomo, be there. For Perdomo Cigars, Buffy Raffle Cash Bar, $75 advance tickets only. Going fast. Yep. Got a few left? Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, cast, uh, castaways again here. Castaway Seabrook, New Hampshire. Spoken by the fire pit every day. That's a great place to go yep. to. So before you go on, so Richard, are there places out there where you can smoke and get something to eat? Um, no. You can smoke if they have an open-air patio. Yep. But there's some place, like Beverly Hills passed a law, I think a month ago. Yep. You, you can't smoke on the street. You can't you can't sell tobacco in the city. You can't smoke on the beaches of Santa Monica. It's really difficult. There are a few places, like a, an open air patio. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, and ideally, you can't serve food unless the servers say they don't mind the cigar uh-huh. smoke. Uh, yeah. you know, so, I think they have to sign a paper, seriously, yeah. well, to do that. But yeah. it's really difficult to smoke a cigar in uh, Southern Cal, especially. Yeah. That's, so, that's why the best place to smoke for me is my house. I mean, I've got three humidors here at home. Yeah. I've got a good selection of cigars. I've got probably the best whiskey selection on my block. <laughs> Service is great. <laughs> We're on our way. There you go. Yep. So this Castaways place up in Seabrook is a seafood restaurant, and they have a bunch of decks outside. They have, like, three decks on, you know, on one side and above the building. And then off to the side of the uh, decks, they have down on the ground, they have fire pits. So, oh, which are right near the beach there, because they're right on the on the. Oh, they the they actually side. have a pathway that goes right to the beach. Yeah, so you can so it's, it's you pretty go down by the fire pits. After you have your seafood dinner, you can walk right over to the fire pits and smoke cigars. It's fabulous. Well, that is cool. There's a place down south in Orange County called Montage Laguna Niguel. They have fire pits, mm-hmm. and and the GM. I was not there anymore, but he was an avid cigar smoker. Yeah. And I'd always bring him a cigar, and we'd go down there after dinner. And, yeah, there's nothing like smoking a cigar with a fire you know, coming out, and you can smell and hear the ocean yeah. in the distance. Yeah. I, boy, I, I love that. Back in the yep. day, they did some big cigar dinners there. That guy that was the general manager was the original general manager of a place in Boston that did the first cigar dinner ever, and then he actually moved down there to, to that hotel really? and continued from oh, there. Absolutely right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, we're going to continue because we've got through two so far. Yeah. <laughs> we had 13 to go ahead, Aubrey. Okay. Twins London, Derry, New Hampshire. Saturday Night Live Music, August the 17th, 8 to 11 p.m. Josh Foster. 22nd Annual Smoking Blues Barbecue, Saturday, September the 14th at 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. General admission, 135. VIP, 160, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. And spouse slash partner, $50 also available. Shinar, uh, cigar Shenanigans, Silver Lake Sunset Joint on Silver Lake with the Fish Nerds. Thursday includes two cigars, BYOB, $40 a person. August 18th, uh, August 8th, 6 6.15, Roma Craft Cigars, August 22nd, 5.45 p.m. D-T-N-T. That's Dunbarton Tobacco Trust. Steve Saka. August the 29th, 
5.45 p.m. Monte Cristo Cigars. Maybe they'll have the number two. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Monte Cristo Cigars. Be on time or you'll miss the boat. Zero K road race of sorts. Saturday, August the 24th at 2 p.m. Probably more details to come. Zero K. Zero K, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Columbus Day, Weekend Boutique AF Cigar Jubilee starring Nick Goss and John Hart, October the 12th. Eighth Annual Cigar Association of New Hampshire Golf Tournament, Friday, September the 6th at 9 a.m., $200 a person. You can, uh, if you can find tickets. Yeah, if you can find tickets. You guys uh, have any left? I believe None. you're all done. Yeah, we sold through those. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yep. includes golf cart, 18 holes, barbecue lunch, and a cigar at every hole. Yep. Federal Cigar Bar, Portsmouth and Dover, New Hampshire, happy hour, 46 p.m., Monday through Friday, a ladies' night, 5 p.m. until close. Wednesdays in Dover and Thursdays in Portsmouth. Have price drinks for the ladies. Celebrate your Freedom Summer. Two nineteenth sweepstakes by Drew Estate for entries. First prize: McPherson Firearm Nine Millimeter Carbine Pistol. A Drew Estate mm. swag. Winners announced September the sixth. So, 6th. I, so I actually got to see what this pistol looked like. It literally looks like a mini AR-15 in pistol format. It has like a 20-inch carbine on it. Mm. It's a very strange-looking gun. Yeah, so you buy cigars, and you could win a, win a, <laughs> a carbine. Win a, yeah, this, this ain't cool. happening in California. That's no, 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 no. No, and, no way. and I did ask. I said, what happens if uh, somebody like myself who doesn't own a gun wins that raffle? And uh, the cigar bar actually said it's separate. From the cigar company, you yeah. work with McPherson, and they and they, they hold the gun for you yeah. until you either get your license or we've we've done it before here. Yeah. To give away a gun. Yeah. Cool. Okay, O'Shea's Nashville, New Hampshire, open mic with the Goat and Friends Thursdays at seven to nine p.m. with the Goat and Friends. Yeah. yeah. So, the, the, so the don't goat, like him. The Goat is a guitar player. <laughs> Mikey doesn't. Oh, he has like the little oh, beard. He all looks, right. but but he's a phenomenal guitar player. Cool. This guy is great. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Radla- uh, Radloffs, Rochester, New Hampshire, Family Feud on Wednesdays, Trivia Thursdays, Karaoke Fridays, Friday and Saturday Live Music, We Bowling Sundays. Get on their mailing list for details. They have so much, they have stuff going on every, every night, night, Wednesday through Sunday over there. It's pretty cool. Cool. Okay, Michael Cigar Bar, Worcester, Mass, Radio Honey Friday, August the 16th at 9 p.m. to 12.30 a.m. Uh, Victory Bar and Cigar, Worcester, Mass. August is craft beer month. Okay. So they have a whole bunch of craft beers uh, on special there, and it's pretty cool. Okay. Havana Cigar, Warwick, Rhode Island. Dinner uh, dinner with uh, Manuel... uh, Anoa. Anoa of Lara Arua. Thursday, August 8th, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., $20. In Fuego, making Texas Fellowship in Fuego... Men's Theological Think Tank, Bible Study, first and third Saturdays, 9 to 10.30 a.m. Poker and Cigars, Wednesdays, games at 7 and 8.30 p.m. Bible Study, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's they interesting. They've got study. the Bible Study, and then they also have the poker, poker so it's like yeah. Yeah. surf and turf. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> different days, different days. Now, they do the Bible thing over at uh, Plastow Cigar on Saturdays yeah. as well. They, really? they, they do. Have a, yeah. mm-hmm. They don't have poker, though. No, we don't have poker. No, no Bible poker. Study. Okay, last but not least, uh, Corona Cigars Orlando, Florida, Work Cigar Event at 7 p.m. Thursday, 8.15, Tampa. Friday, 8.16, Lake Mary. Saturday, 8.17, Sand Lake. And that is the current events. Okay. There we go. A lot of stuff going on. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. This, is, this is a regular 
Like your regular New Hampshire, well, this, it's New Hampshire, Rhode Island. We've got uh, Florida and Texas in there because we've been to, at least somebody from the Hacks has been to all these places. Wow. So whenever yeah. anybody goes on vacation, they make it a point to go to. I think I want to go to Radloff's. I want to see some of these family feuds. And oh, we were. Yeah. Uh, oh, we'll tell so you a funny. story about that. So the group of us, we brought the limo up to this place called Radloff's up in Rochester, New Hampshire. So you walk in. They have. A small humidor, but a lot of facings on the right side and a full bar on the left side. But what was interesting was while we were there, um, we all got calendars. And the calendars were a whole bunch of their uh, female workers. um, And and, clients. And clients in very suggestive poses. We'll put it, th- you know, and so this one one young lady, very beautiful young lady, took a picture with a brandy snifter in front of her groin, and she was butt naked. <laughs> and um, and the brandy snifter is the only thing that's covering up her midriff. Really? So we, they gave us <laughs> these. A big snifter, I hope. Oh my God, she was beautiful. So of uh, course, Javi and I got her. Got yeah, we got our, our we got our autographs. I got Miss February and Miss uh, September. Yeah, they happened to be there that night. Yeah, they were there. So. Yeah. I, I do have to admit, I uh, I disposed of my calendar. My wife would kill me. <laughs> So well, they they, they have a little they have a little that's the deal yeah they have uh. a little uh, they have a little private room there for you know the members they have lockers there and everything and up on the wall they have a picture of Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack yeah it's the Rat Pack room yeah. there yeah it's Rat Pack room it, it, cool. it actually they, was really they have, cool they have an old console record player with all the oh. LPs it, next to it all the Rat Pack stuff it's, it's like great right out of the 1950s wow if you have a smaller Ooh. solo cup I'll be willing to pose naked as well with a little pretend it's a snifter all he needs is a shot glass that'll, yep. co- that'll cover everything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and then some yeah <laughs> yeah and then some <laughs> so normally uh, we would do the hidden herf reveal but since Ricky some jerk guessed it oh, yeah, right. uh, Ricky guessed it we don't have to do that but what do you think of this very, cigar, guys very good you know, very good cigar. i have to make a comment so two guys put out a contender pack which for which i have three or four of them at home the whole, all the packs mm-hmm. but those cigars were out of this world in fact one of them the agonosa leaf that became uh, your cigar of the year yeah. i mean that just blew the doors off of almost any cigar i've smoked other than, you know, my favorite hammer and sickle. But I have to say, a few weeks ago, we tried your daughter's cigar. Yeah, La Gianna. And all of a sudden, I was like, forget the contender pack. I love these. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> Javi and I bought boxes. Yeah, a little mild for the, the guy that wants right. something with some strength. But Davidoff makes it. It's a very good quality. Great and for, cigar. And for yeah. the price, man, it's fantastic. Oh, it's really good. Fantastic. Yeah, the price. It's really good. And I got an autographed box from Gianna herself. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, got ourselves good. in trouble with that event because in three days, we sold six months worth of product. I got nothing left right. in the natural <laughs> except a couple of Bambinos. That's, That's it. it. Uh-huh. The little petite Corona. It was yeah. absolutely out of this world. And when we first bought them, we went up to Seabrook. Javi got a box of uh, Mandoros, uh, as he calls them. He got the Torpedo Mandoros, and I pretty much bought out the Connecticut's. Yeah. You know, and they're just odd. It's my go-to cigar for, uh, oh, round two. So, Richard, yeah. what, what do you smoke nowadays? Well, I smoke, excuse me. Thank you. Swallowed my uh, four roses the wrong way. Well, it's funny. I'm, I smoke pretty much a lot of things, uh, and it, I just came back from the uh, IPCPR trade show. Yep. 
I got one. So, okay. I'm, uh, did you guys look? Did you go there? Yes. Not? Yes. Yeah. Got it. We all got it. So, there were... Did we lose you? Uh-oh. I'm cautious with what the FDA is going to do. But right now, I'm going through a lot of the new cigars. And last night, it's really interesting that you asked that, because usually when I'm testing cigars, I can't go through more than I can do five, four to five a night. That's it. Can't do more than that. Rookie. And I don't smoke them all the way down, but That's you got to smoke good. at least halfway down sure. to find out what it's all about. To get you like past that first light, that's the strongest you want to get past that. So, anyhow, I'll make the whole thing short. I only smoked two last night. I smoked the American, which is made by J.C. Newman. Yes. Because yeah. it's the first cigar that I can recall in recent times made totally in this country. I found it very, very mild, by the way. And then I smoked, after that, the um, high-end uh, Cohiba, their Spectre. Ah. They came out with a Spectre last year, and now they've got a stronger one. Now, this is not a cheap cigar. It retails for 90 bucks. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you wow. can, you know, 90. buy a car or you can buy a box of Spectres. <laughs> so, luckily, I had three samples, so I smoked one. I liked it. It's strong. It's uh, like a porterhouse kind of cigar. 90 bucks. It has to be a really, really special occasion. It's kind of like a, a bragging rights cigar. You know, sure. you got to flash it around and something you take to the Grand Havana room and always got a specter. But for myself, you know, if I'm smoking for, for pleasure and not making notes, I have a couple of go-tos. I love the uh, Fuente Hemingway. Mm. That's one of my all-time favorites. What? I love almost anything Padron makes. But they just don't do a bad cigar. Right. Uh, and how they can make so many different cigars using nothing but uh, Nicaraguan tobacco is just to be impressive. And then when you're smoking the Placentia, they, you know, I've known the family for years and years, and it's only been, I think, the last three or four years they've been making cigars under their own name. And I love their cigars, and I'll smoke that too. So those are kind of like, off the top of my head, my, my favorite go to things. What is your take on cigars that uh, command such a high price tag, like $90, and Padron came out with their 50th anniversary humidor, the first edition, $106. You got Davidoff with a $500 cigar, the Oro. What's your take on Uh, these? Again, those are what I call bragging rights cigars. You don't light one up by yourself. After dinner on the porch. No, you spend a grand and smoke one with a buddy that smokes an inch and throws the rest away. Yeah, right, right, That's right. what you do. You, you get into a group of people. Most of you want to impress. And the Grand Havana Room, that's where I would take these cigars. You take it out and you make a big show. And you clip it and you, you know, flash it around, make sure everybody sees the band. You don't take the band off like you do in Europe. Always yeah. the band on. You smoke it. And you just wait for someone to say, what are you smoking? What is that? And then you can tell them. Or, of course, the Grand Havana Room, they probably all rip out those cigars and light them up. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think the juice is worth the squeeze on those? Honestly, they're bragging rights. No, I think you can get really, 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 really good cigars. Five bucks, six bucks, eight bucks. Yeah. 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 To, be, to be quite honest. I, yeah, I would say I'm, I'm comfortable getting up, you know, a special occasion, spending $40 on something. And, and I know yeah, it's yeah. really and, good. You know, it's the old adage. You, you literally got money to burn. <laughs> you you right. know, you've yeah. got money to burn. You just spent whatever the heck it was, a $50 uh, Padron or anniversary cigar. You're going to light it up. It's going to be gone. You got the memory. That's cool. But it's a lot more fun, I 
bow. If I'm smoking that kind of cigar, I want to be with a bunch of people who, who appreciate cigars, not just guys who like, you know, your buddies. They have to be cigar smokers, so they at least appreciate it. You can tell them about it, or they can ask about it. And they can say, boy, what a jerk for spending that kind of money. I got a, you know, $5, you know, uh, cigar that's smoking just as good. Or they can say, oh, that's cool. You know, enjoy the moment. It's a, it's, it's a big mindset, you know. And so, yeah, I think you can, do, you can buy a lot, you know, more smoke for a lot less money. Yeah. Can yeah. we talk about the scotch for a second? Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a unique that. taste here. Yeah. If you took a cinnamon stick... And you wrapped it with a brand new, and it has to be the brand name, Band-Aid, brand, Band-Aid. You wrap the cinnamon stick with the Band-Aid, and you, you bury it inside of a fire pit that just went That's out. Right. The last waft of smoke came out five minutes ago. You bury it in there for 32 minutes, and then you make tea out of that. That's what I'm getting out of this. The minute, the minute I drank it, I, I said, I, I have to look at the box. This is an Eiley. What, what is this? This is the Art Bag 10-year. Art Big. Here we go. Here's the bottle. This is an is absolute over? assault to the senses. I love every sip. It's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. You know what I got immediately? It's so bad, it's good. I immediately got barbecue sauce. Out of this, it's so smoky. Yeah, you know, very. you know, this is. Um, I tell a story. Um, Smoke band aid is um, pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and I leave scotch is. It's awesome. used. It's a used band aid. I, I, I tell I don't a. Think st- we'll have a sale again. I tell a story I, about I love uh, that description. I don't think I'm going to put that on the label. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to write to him. I, you know, I tell a story about a Nile scotch. I had a bottle of the 16 year old Lagavulin. And that's an Eiley scotch. Somebody gave it to me, and I took one sip and got the same reaction as I just got tasting this. And I actually tried to sell it to Tom Dudley for a dollar. And he wouldn't he, – he was like, get that away from me. So I actually went to the, cigar, to the cigar store. I went to the New Hampshire State liquor store, and I said, you know, I hate to say it, but it, this tastes like somebody just pissed in it. I mean, this has to be bad. So the man took it to the back of his uh, of his shop and came back out, and he goes, no, that's how it's supposed to taste. So I, I actually ended up giving it to a buddy of mine who gave me a 25-year-old Glenn Murray. It was a good, oh, you know, it was a good you know, swap. Okay. It was a good <laughs> swap. Isla Scotch, all Isla Scotch is smoky. Some are smokier than others. What you just, you know, poured, I don't know if you guys are drinking it, but that 10 year old Ardbeg is probably the smokiest of all of them. And you've got to be in the mood for it. And there's another uh, Isla Scotch called the Freud. Right. And the Freud used to have an ad, and it said, you'll either love it. Or you'll hate, hate it. it. And yeah. I thought, gee, what a stupid thing to say. And then, as I began drinking it, I, that's right. That's you, you either really, really like that smoky, medicinal, uh, like Band-Aid. Like I would say, use Band-Aid. Okay? <laughs> oh, my Band-Aid was used. <laughs> there was iodine on it. That's the thing to do. Or you love it. And it's, it's the moxie. I mean, it's no the moxie. In between. Yeah. There's no in-between. Yeah. And there are nine distilleries on Island. Island is, uh, I mean, you may have been there, but it's an island that's socked in by fog. You only get there by plane or by ferry. And when you're there, you're not sure you're going to be able to leave because the fog is always coming in. But 
the island is like 90% peat. And peat ah, is that. The peat. Ah, the peat. Yeah, that fossilized, uh, yeah. condensed, prehistoric, you know, organic material that they literally cut out with shovels and uh, they dry it. And then when they're drying their barley, they put the fire underneath the peat and the smoke from the peat comes up and that's what dries the barley and that's what gives this whiskey such a smoky taste. And you can control the, the, the uh, amount of smoke by controlling the amount of peat smoke. They didn't control the amount of smoke on this one. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. What I will say, I though... Say, Ardbeg's got all the flues open, man. And they have other Ardbeg, which is really interesting. You know, they've got Koivakan, which is uh, some kind of a prehistoric sea monster. <laughs> all these different things. They're smoky. Yeah. They all come from the Ardbeg distillery. Yeah. But the 10-year-old which it actually is like 50 bucks. It's not that expensive. But boy, oh boy, that is the smokiest, smokiest single malt I've yeah. had. And you've got to be in the mood. I think I said this before. For, for me, it's got to be cold outside. It's got to be raining. And I've got to just have, have had a fight with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I've found with... You pour that in a snifter, and again... I put in a cube of ice because you want to just mellow that thing out. When you put in the ice, it's kind of interesting. It becomes a little sweeter because as the water gets down and it cools off, it becomes sweeter. Mm-hmm. But once you have that, like I said, you can't go back and drink anything else. You, you're stuck with that 10-year-old. Yeah. And it's great to have after a barbecue. It's great to have if you have a steak dinner. <laughs> oh, comes the ice. I wouldn't do it after a salad because uh, all the lettuce is going to curdle in your stomach. But, boy, if you had a, a steak dinner and you had, I don't know. If you ate the steak of, uh, raw and drank this, it would you, cook you know, it. Well, I don't know, good black forest cake, and then you have an art bag. Anybody want ice? Oh, no, thanks. I'll have, I'll have a little bit. I, I found that the uh, with the smokier scotches that there's far less burn after the swallow, even with a, a retronasal push. Mm-hmm. But the, it's the brighter initial. scotches yeah. tend to have a little bit more burn, and I don't know if they're higher proof or what, but for me, the smoke takes away some of the burn. It absolutely does. The smoke, the smoke is the dominant so I just, factor in there. I just dropped again, the- you, can, you, can, you can nose the Ardbeg just like you nose the, uh, mm-hmm. the Four Roses, although it's a totally different animal. Yeah, because you burn um, your nose hairs off. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's, but, you know, you, 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 it's harder to pick out the nuances of Ardbeg because that smoke is so dominant, but if you think about it and get it down into it, or add, you know, people try to do this and you can, you add a little bit of water, like maybe, I don't know, 15% water to the volume of Ardbeg, mm-hmm. it, it cuts the smoke, opens it up, and you start to get a lot of citrusy flavors, you get some black cherry in there, the smoke is still there, of course, but it's, it's lighter, it's like, as opposed to putting your head right over that campfire, it's like the campfire smoke is drifting back up to you. It's kind of an analogy, but that's uh, it, it's a serious drink. Yeah, I just dropped an ice cube into here, and it certainly does make it sweeter. It's amazing. Yes, it does. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's the way I drink it. I love it that way. That to me, you put it in a snifter in one cube, and that's well, for me, it's like a 45-minute drink, mm. and then I have another one, and then I'm good. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it, and you can, boy, you can pick that out in a blind taste testing any time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to our local spotlight here. We're sitting in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. It looks like you've got a dozen or 15 different podcasts out of here. Yeah. Now. Yeah, so we, we started with doing the Cigar Authority podcast nine years ago. 
it worked out well for us that we added a second show called The Ash Holes that we do uh, midweek Tuesdays we do it. It worked well for us, and we actually set up a studio doing two shows a week. Instead of unhooking like we did tonight, mm-hmm. unhooking and plugging in, we said, okay, let's just leave it plugged in all the time, and we created a studio in here. I said, if, if it's all set up and everything anyway, why don't we open it up if anybody wants to do a podcast from here? Uh, we turned it into a little business, so we got uh, about 15 different podcasters weekly that show up and do their shows, and we have a producer that's on hand, weekly shows that happen, and we created a little side business going. We have it set up anyway, so... Uh, Might as well. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and you can smoke cigars up here, which you is great. You can smoke cigars with the exception of one of the podcasters. We give them their choice if they want no smoking, mm-hmm. and one does, and the smoking that happens every single time during their podcast, because <laughs> one of their guests actually wa- walks up with a cigar in their hand and says, wow, this is great. And they don't yeah. say anything to them, so it always happens <laughs> That's that, funny. They, that they do. <laughs> you know, it's, it's right here above Two Guys Smoke Shop, so we just walk mm-hmm. up the stairs, and it's uh, part of what we do. And the best part is the coffee bar. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. A great coffee bar. So I, I, I would say I'm, I'm more of a, you know, I'm big into cigars, obviously, 34 years in, in the business, but... My addiction is coffee. Yes. And uh, why not have a good cup of coffee? Yeah. We're going to have coffee. So we have great coffee and cigars. This is a new coffee machine, too, isn't it? It is. Uh, As soon as they made this, the the people told me uh, in Italy, this is the best there is. So we said, okay, if it's the best there is, we'll get, you know, like anything else, you, you use a crappy machine and good coffee or good coffee and uh, crappy you, coffee crappy, and good machine. Yeah. You got to have everything that, that's the best yep. you can do. So mm-hmm. that's the best we can do. Great. I had an espresso before we started. Yes, you did. Gary whipped one up for yeah. me. Thanks, Cause, Gary. Because we were out of uh, mm-hmm. nitro cold brew. Which yeah. Is, well, that's yeah. my go-to. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's great. So the Good. Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, you come on Saturdays at noon and you can watch the Scar Authority yep. live here. It's great. All right. So, what do you think of the cigar here? This is uh, really it's good. A good it's cigar. Down, great cigar. Down to the end. This cigar. is burn line is impeccable. Yeah, this and, is just great. Uh, yeah. Richard, maybe you can speak more to this, but uh, something that we've noticed: you can really detect the age of the wrapper by how thin the combustion line is. Right. So, I'm looking at this oh, combustion that's line. That's really true. Yeah, the thinner that combustion line, the little black, you know, yep. that separates the ash from the body of the cigar. The thinner that is, typically, the older the wrapper is the longer it's been aged yeah very and, true and if you did take the cigar apart you could do the same thing and this is what blenders do in the factory they will combust the tobacco and look and see how tight the burn line is and as that burn line gets tighter and tighter they know that this, the tobacco is getting closer and closer to being ready that's, exa- that's exactly right that's what they do that's cool and that's why if, if you're smoking a cigar and it's tasting uh like you're getting a lot of nicotine and you're getting a lot of ammonia you look at that burn line, and chances are it's going to not be thin. Yeah. It'll be a little wider. It's, it's a, basically a green a green wrapper, which shouldn't be, but it is. Yeah. One of the things that's awesome about this establishment is the knowledge of the staff. We've been to a lot of cigar stores, and the knowledge of the staff that work here is incredible, and it's impeccable to most. Almost in every cigar store, you have one or two uh, staff that are really, really knowledgeable about the cigars. Mm -hmm. But almost in every single two guys store, the staff here, they know their 
Mm-hmm. It's uh, and as, as I said to Richard when we got on there, his book is mandatory reading. Right. You know, education is everything, and how do you um, help a consumer that comes out here? And you, you, guys, you know, you guys are not novice. You've been right. around for a long time, but somebody comes into a cigar shop and they're very nervous about right. what it is. You got to be able to rely on the person that, that's right. there to guide you. And and what we want to end up doing is creating something so that when they do take the cigars and they leave with them, that they're going to have a great experience. And what's that experience going to be? It's going to be based on the questions we ask right. them to pick the right cigar so that their experience should be great, so that we can have them as a customer forever and ever. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. And that's, that is so important, and I'm glad to hear you say that, because that, that means so much to, to me. Even. I mean, I go to cigar shops wherever I can find them, and sometimes you get, you know, the bad apple. The guy's just there to get a paycheck. But you go to a shop like yours, Dave. I keep on hearing a beep, beep, beep. Is that me or is that you? That's not here. We don't hear it. Probably you. Somebody calling you. Must be me. Anyhow, it could be. Get off the line. (laughs) Check your pager. (laughs) Just a robot call. I'm not on a pager. I'm not on any of that stuff. That's awesome. (laughs) Would you find a cigar shop that has people who are interested in what they do and they're interested in you and they want to help you Boy, you don't forget that, and you go back there, and they do become—they become your friend. You become like family, sure. and you yep. go in there. And they're not going to steer you wrong, and you listen to them, and you learn from them, and they learn from you. And that's one of the few things about this industry that doesn't exist anyplace else. You don't find that uh, in a clothing shop. You go mm-hmm. to buy a suit, the guy gets your size, off you go. Cigar shop is really, really, really personal. Well, it, you know, and to add, it, absolutely right. I mean, I remember when Agonosa came out and Mr. Jonathan said, Rick, I have something that's perfect for your palate. And um, amongst the group of the cigar hacks here, I'm the guy that smokes the mild to medium cigars. And, you know, and that, that means a lot because it, it becomes personal. Mm-hmm. You like yeah, discipline. Well, Thank you, Ron. These guys become your friends. Like I said, that's what builds a community, you know, a cigar community, if you will. Yeah. There's one other shop in, in the area that has a similar kind of uh, knowledgeable yes. staff. And that's, yes. that's Twins. And that's Twins. And it's it's pretty obvious. Yeah, you, know, mm-hmm. you got, uh, of course, you know, Pastor Padron Dan, who used sure. to work here, works there now, and yeah. he's doing their whole pipe thing. Sure, we haven't even talked about pipes. That's a whole other topic <laughs> for for Richard here. Dan is setting up the whole pipe thing up there at Twins, mm-hmm. and he's got a collection of pipes and tobaccos to beat the band. I mean, he's really put together a, a real nice uh, setup up there. So in the area, if you're into into pipes, the Twins. Has, yeah, has they, a, a professional a tobacconist doing that. It's great. And there's, there's nothing better than seeing an array of pipes because, mm-hmm. I mean, cigars, as great as they are, basically they're shaped like a cigar. You know, it's a Pareto or a Figurado, whatever. Pipes come in all different shapes and sizes, and they're usually one-offs. You know, you got the grain. That doesn't occur anyplace else. So if you're going to do a pipe shop, you can't just have, like, five pipes. Right. You've got to have sandblast. You've got to have spoons. You've got to have all the price ranges for the same reason, and the same with with the tobaccos, because basically you become your own cigar roller, you become your own blender, because you're going to pick a tobacco to put in the bowl of that pipe, and that's going to be relying on the guy who sells you the... the tobacco and on your own taste. Yep. Yeah. So we did an episode. No, no, three or four episodes ago, we did a pipe club with Dan. He took right. us through the whole thing, and three or four of us had never smoked pipes before. So right. it was pipe one hundred and one. It was a blast. We it had a good, good time. We were out in his pipe garden. 
<laughs> in the back of, <laughs> in his in his backyard there it was great. I'd never smoked a pipe before. I ended up going back and buying a couple pipes ah, and some of those right. tobaccos, but I'll tell you, it doesn't take the place of a cigar. No, it doesn't. It it's doesn't. a tough one. It's, it's a lot of work. It yeah. is a lot yeah. of work. Yeah. you got to keep different. on relighting it, and I just haven't oh, learned, yeah. it's, it's learned the art of packing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and, you know, I, I smoke both, obviously. But uh, a pipe, like you said, to me, it's at least you know half an hour to get ready. you got to put in your tobacco, you got to tap the tobacco down, tamp it, do a charring like you know the drill, right. and, you, and then you light it again, and you got to have a whole pack of matches, right. matches, of course. <laughs> uh, yep, yep. And uh, you don't want to use a butane lighter because you're going to burn the whole room of that pipe, so right. it wouldn't matches. And you have to be in the mood to fiddle around, puff, tamp, tamp, puff, thing. Right. With a cigar, you clip it, char it, you light it, off you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing yep. that I like about a, the pipe is the pipe gets warm, and Dan was saying people like to smoke pipe in the winter around here because it's like a hand warmer. Exactly. That's exactly right. You just hold that thing in your hand and keep yourself warm. It's mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can attract friends that way. Here, hold my pipe. <laughs> I know It's good stuff (laughs) Alright so our our next segment is Conspiracy Corner Usually we have a couple of guys who are conspiracy buffs um, But none of them are with us today So we're going to have to wing it No Mustang Mike No Mustang Mike or Maddie. I have a couple of topics here Oh I thought we were going to do the uh, Mueller hearings Oh I got it all here Yeah we got the Mueller hearing There's this Storm Area 51 thing that's going on (laughs) Here (laughs) hold my beer Yeah Yeah, you up on any of this stuff, uh, Richard? And then we have Facebook gets a pass from. No, no, that's not going to catch on. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's just kind of a funny thing. I heard the Area Fifty One thing just started as a group, and then it just was one of those things. <laughs> well, you a know, friend heard about it, and a friend's yeah. friend, and then mm-hmm. yeah. You know. If I if I was a local funeral home, I'd set up a tent close by. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they're going to get shot. <laughs> Is there a date set for that or something? Uh, September sometime, I think. Oh, Lord. Bunch of morons. It'll be pretty funny. And then uh, we just had the Mueller testimony thing with Congress yesterday, and uh, that was kind of Did he he bring us 450 pages that the the American public spent? I'm going to tell you, I I was watching some of it. I watched all seven hours of it, and... Oh. um, Oh, my God. It was... you, know, you know what they're doing out here, and this is true, they're having actors and actresses take the stage and read from that report. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's got to be a big yawn. Yeah. Oh, I swear to God, they're sold out. They sell tickets to these things. Well, I don't, I don't think Muller even read it himself, to no, be honest with you. No, yeah. Dave, he wrote it. Dave, wrote Dave, I don't flat. even think, not only did he not read it, he did not write it. No, he did not. Because yeah. there yeah. were at least, I'm going to say at least, Probably 200 instances where he said, oh, refer to the report or I'm not answering that question. Yeah. And if you look in every report when someone quoted from his own report, he had a guy to his left mm-hmm. that was actually pointing at the exact article. Yeah, here's where it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Should have read it once. Yeah. <laughs> Should have studied that. Yeah, and well, you know, we're hacks. He... It's not expected to be a hack after $40 million in two years. You would expect a little better. But, I, believe uh, she was, I believe they were uh, one of the reps from Texas actually said to him that you had no authorization to write volume two. Why do you write volume two? Yeah. We only asked for volume one. 
Yeah, wanted the mm. clock to keep going. Right. Yeah. Mm. Lots of money. Yeah, so that whole thing is, I think, put to bed now. Yes, I hope so. I think so. it's over. It's enough of that. And the dog and pony uh, show is what it was. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Wait for the movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. It'll be pretty soon. And then, uh, yeah, the other thing on my list here is Facebook just got fined by the FTC $5 billion for, you know, the mishandling people's personal information. Yeah. Which is basically a slap on the wrist. It's nothing. Right. And um, I was reading an article, Nine Reasons Why... They got a pass on this whole thing, and so basically, has to do with DAPA. Yeah, it does. Mm. Yeah, we talked about this once. Go ahead, Ricky. <laughs> okay, so DAPA. Okay, uh, DAPA wanted back in the when did Facebook start? Two thousand three, somewhere around there. Yeah. So DAPA yeah. DAPA wanted a way to fingerprint all Americans, mm. and most states went were dead against it. But that's what the government wanted. Two of the lead people involved with DAPA were two students at MIT, and one of them was um, Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg himself. Mm-hmm. And it was just interesting that DAPA kind of like put this down, and a few months later, Facebook started, and Zuckerberg started this. And if you want to know, find out anything about anybody, go on Facebook. And I think mm-hmm. DAPA found their answer. We do it all the time when I we're thought you were making a new hire. Where I thought you were going to go yeah. there was Apple. Where they have the fingerprint to be able to right. oh. open your your phone, yeah. they can gather that information, information, and they have everybody's fingerprint. That's if right. They, if they did it, yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. right. And yeah. uh, you know, I work in the medical field, and um, almost every system now to get medications and so forth uses a fingerprint. Ah, uh, so it's oh, you just gotta put your finger on the thing. Yep, yeah, to open ID's it up. Here. Yeah, that's pretty nasty. <laughs> so um, came, uh, when you travel, I just came back from uh, Seoul, South Korea. And for the first time, you have to use your fingerprints in addition to your passport and staring into a camera. So they got your uh, retina right. and your fingerprint. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's gone all the world now. Right. Yeah. Mm. Big Brother's watching. Yeah, absolutely. Big Brother's you watching. Know, yeah, nothing is sacred. I mean, I don't have a cell phone, believe it or not. I do, but it's a flip-up, and it's in the glove compartment of my uh, cigar czar car. Mm-hmm. So I don't carry it unless yep. I'm traveling. So they can't track me, but they still—they know everything else about me. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So the cigar hacks have a burner phone. We have a, <laughs> a track <laughs> phone. I have a track phone that I bought with cash, and I recharge it with the little cards I buy at the store with cash. And mm-hmm. so it's a completely untraceable phone number. So when people want to uh, call us, that's the number I give them. Right. Generally. It's in that box right there. So we have our own burner phone, and we use that as a topic for conspiracy time. There we go. Occasionally, it's pretty funny. So along these same lines as all of this tracking stuff, you got Alexa, Cortana, Siri, and Google Assistant mm-hmm. recording your voice, yeah. everything you say, everything you say, and advertising to you yeah. with, with my phone off. It's still hearing me because right. I'll, I'll talk about something, right? Yep. And the next thing you know, I'm hitting ads. I go, it's impossible for that. Yeah. How could that happen? Because well, it's listening to me. Javi, yeah. Javi just brought up something that somebody called him from Indiana. That no, Javi, he emailed me. He emailed me, and Javi's like, Rick, nobody has my email address. Well, mm-hmm. you know, he signed up as to get points and put an email down, and all of a sudden That's some it. guy in the Midwest is yeah, emailing it's him. It's all for sale. Well, Dave, now, what's amazing to me is you'll go on Google and search something. Two seconds later, you pop on Facebook, 
and there's an ad for what for you that. serve. That. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. Really? They got, yeah. they got your cookies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got your cookies. They got. They it, can have my cookies. It's like really. I'm, it's like really. I'm searching <laughs> for a plot. Put that mass, cookie down. And, <laughs> no. <laughs> the Indiana Oh no, 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 I'm just kind of on that same vein. I bought my wife a pair of uh, actually three pair of sunglasses because she's always losing them for her birthday. So I bought. I see how a big spender I am. So I bought her three <laughs> pair of sunglasses. On uh, eBay, and now I still keep getting pop-up ads for sunglasses from eBay. Yeah, because you you're a big buyer. Yep, three at a time. <laughs> three at a time. They sure, got, they got your cookies. Who told you you can eat my cookies? <laughs> What's that, Rick? I have a question for Mr. Hacker, and right it's ahead. probably the same question I can ask Dave. Mr. Hacker, when you wrote your first book, you said it was '89. Uh, no, that was the article in uh, Playboy. Okay, but '93. When you wrote your book, who critiqued it that would have the same amount of knowledge as you? Because, you know, most people who write books, they get them critiqued before they ever get to publishing. Who, who, right. who looked at your material that would have similar knowledge? I mean, you were like the guru when you came out. There was no book ever written that was similar. Well, and you're right. And there was nobody. I went with it. And there were some mistakes in the first book, and I corrected them in the second edition. And then I found some things, I corrected it in the third edition. But no, when the book came out, there was no one to fact-check it, uh, right. to be honest with you, except me. Ah. So I take full responsibility. Yeah, and Dave, well, you, you know, the same thing for you. Uh, Dave just put out a book <laughs> for businesses. Did you have somebody critique your book? I, I had an editor. Right, edit the words of what it is, but no, it's you know what I've done. Right, know, basically events and promotions in retail stores, and I can assure you, he didn't put any of the duds in there. No, they're yeah. all proven. They're all proven. Yeah, I've I, seen them. Yeah, done. Pro- oh, absolutely. They're pro- yeah, they're proven uh, promotions. Right, but no, if, and I'm sure there's something wrong. There's plenty of things wrong in it of words and things right. like that. But, but as far as they are. I just yeah. did it myself, and that's it. And you cross your fingers and hope something happens. And sure, I'm, I'm certainly <laughs> I'm not a writer. I, I did it because it's something I wanted to do my whole life. And I said someday I'm going to write a book, so I wrote a book, and I can check that off. But it's not like I'm going to probably do another. You right. know, it, probably one and done. It's a danger too. You're writing about specific topics that have, if you will, insider information. Yes. Uh, when I did my spirits book, which came out. Uh, about a year ago, uh, the Connoisseur's Guide to Worldwide Spirits. I didn't have anybody check it. I checked it, and then I had a publisher, and they had an editor. I don't know how old he was or where he's been, but he started changing. You know, you spell whiskey two different ways. You spell right. it, you know, E-Y, and you spell it with, you know, Y, depending on where it's from. You know, if it's from Scotland, right. uh, you don't use the E. From Canada, you don't you know use the E's. From America, you spell E Y. From Ireland, you spell whiskey E Y. Well, this jerk went around and corrected everything E Y E Y. Holy Christ! So I had to go back and undo all of his stuff. So I actually had to I had to spell check the spell checker. Edit, editor. <laughs> That's pretty Lord. funny. So how many different books do you have? The the pipe book, the cigar book, the spirits book. I've got the uh, I've got the well, I have the ultimate uh, pipe book, which is out of print. Now I've got. Uh, pipe smoking, a 21st century guide. That's in print. I have multiple editions of both the pipe and the cigar book, the ultimate cigar book, because that came out in England and came out in Germany. 
And so, and then I got the fourth edition. So right now, I've got four four books out. I've got uh, Rare Smoke, which is about collectible pipes. I've got the uh, Pipe Smoking the 21st Century Guide, which is still around, selling pretty well, thank you. The Ultimate Cigar Book, it was doing good. And then I've got the uh, Spirits Book, which is uh, wow. actually doing pretty good, too. Mm. So one so of the as long as people keep drinking and smoking, yeah. you know, right. able you're in business. You know, yeah, exists. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the podcasts that they do here is called the Writers Block, and uh, is that all about? There's, that's kind of, uh, that's yeah. my wife's podcast. In fact, oh, yeah? that's yeah. Jonathan's wife, who's an author. Uh huh. She's done a couple of books anyway, right? Yep, two. And, oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, so they do a podcast about ins and outs, how to write, and all that. And it was my inspiration actually to do the book, listening to their podcast of saying you can do this basically. And yep. I said, "All right, I'm going to do it." There you go. Wow, Beautiful. that's good for you. Yeah, very cool. Good for you. Awesome. Okay. Okay. So let's uh, recap the cigar here. We're getting close to quitting time here. We're going to well, have to yeah. knock off pretty soon. Obviously, uh, no one liked it because everyone's fingers are on fire. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right so down bad. to the end, I'm burning my lips. Are yeah. out. Yeah. I, just, I just put it down. Well, it's a bucket of a good cigar where you can smoke past the band. Right. Yes. Keep going. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's not turning bitter. It's, it's good not all the way down. Acrid. Oh, You're looking good. at a at an all-Nicaraguan cigar. Yep. It started off with that pepper bomb that, that happened, but that subsided out as, as it went on. Uh, so it started with a bang. It ended up mellowing out a bit because I don't like full-body cigars anyway. I happen to love this cigar. You're looking at a $13, $14 cigar here. Thank you. Yeah, First thank you off, much. thank you. And the, the good news about it, as a retailer, it's in boxes of 10. So it's mm-hmm. not overwhelming for somebody to yeah. buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you took it out of there, you got an ashtray with it, right, automatically. Well, I got these out of the contender pack. Oh, all right. Right. You had them at March oh, so Madness. You, so I you got, got an even great, you got got a great deal. Awesome deal on But these. the box of 10s oh, right. comes in an ashtray, yeah. right. basically, yeah, right, how right. it comes. So you get the ashtray to it anyway. So there's a little something to it. But 1350 let yeah. me tell you, you know, before any taxes and stuff, we're in a non-tax state. It's up there in price, but it delivers. And, it and these these people, Placencia, they're tobacco farmers, and they they make cigars. Also, they have factories that make cigars for a lot of people. Right. But as Richard said, it wasn't until a few years ago they decided to finally make cigars for themselves, and they did it right at the very tail end when FDA said you're not going to be able to come out with. It. So they said right. it's now or never mm-hmm. for the next generation, right. yep. and they did. And of course, they're going to put their name on it. They're going to put a great, great cigar. cigar, and they did a great cigar. All right, so Mikey, mm-hmm. give it a point. Um, I've actually smoked this before, and uh, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong. It's the same Placentia, the same guy that makes uh, Mumbacha, right? Ask Mister Hacker. I don't know. I think he makes me. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was drifting off. I was just trying I to find so. Placencia on my no, screen. No, no. What did you? What did you say? Uh, Placencia is the same guy who makes uh, Mumbacho. Or right. Mike? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Wow. They, they, they make cigars for a lot of people. They make them for you know, Rocky Patel. They make them for a, a whole bunch of people. And uh, and I've known the family for for a long, long time. But they have got some of the best tobacco farms. In Nicaragua and Honduras, most people don't realize they come from two different countries, but they make nothing but pudos, nothing but all Nicaraguan cigars. And I remember talking to Nestor Sr. about the cigars. He said, I was talking to my sons. He said, you know, we're growing tobacco for everybody else. Why don't we make our own? Mm. I said, that's exactly what some of these winemakers were doing in California. They, They were growing great grapes and selling them and making money to other winemakers, and eventually some guys, like my friend Austin Hope, 
his dad made a lot of money growing grapes and also said, gee, Dad, why don't we just make our own wine? And they did, and they became very famous. That's what the Placentias did. More power mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for them. Okay, yeah. so let's what do, do you give it? What do you give it, what do you give it? Zero to ten. Uh, I give it a nine-five. Nine-point-five. <laughs> Excellent. I liked it. Dommy. Really well. I give it an eight and a half. I got the pepper bomb at first, and then I got a little sweetness for a little bit. I don't know if anybody else had that, but and then yeah. it was kind of subsided, but it was really good. I gave yeah, it I'm eight on, and a half. Dave? I'm on a nine on this one. This is really good. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to give it a nine. Dave? Nine. Harvey? Well, I liked it. I mean, it smoothed out towards the end there, but uh, I'm going to give it an 8.5. And I'm giving it a nine. Wait, which one are you smoking? This I'm a compo, right? Yep. I'm a, okay, that's the second one that Campo. came out last year, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that's, that's a nine, and I smoked the uh, Almodo Fuego. The new one. Which is, uh, you know, Soul of Fire. That's the new one that just came out. Yeah. And I smoked that uh, last Saturday. What'd you think? That's a nine. That's You're going to be giving them numbers? That's yep. a nine. I yeah. like it. That's spicy. It's a little stronger than yep. the new smoking. Just a little bit. What was but, the standout? Like said, you know, did, you, did you find anything at the trade show new that really uh, rocked you that you you thought wow this is a real this is going to be something cigar wise yeah. uh, just going back and forth not yet there are some good cigars I'll tell you one thing I found <laughs> it's not a cigar it's a lighter but uh, it's, it, it, it runs on water okay it's not for everybody because it's $50,000 <laughs> <laughs> I'll take two uh, <laughs> okay, maybe one of you guys buy one but not all of you I don't know it's not a pocket lighter it sits on a desk it's about I guess uh, four inches by six inches it's square the water's H2O so they had this French company devise an electronic thing with plates and stuff you plug it in and I've seen it work. You take water, and you pour it into a little funnel, it goes in the thing, you push a lever, and the electric plates funnel the water and separate. And then the hydrogen comes up from the little burner, if you will, and you light it, and it burns. Wow, that's, now, that's cool. a pretty expensive way to light your cigar, yeah, but I like that people don't forget it. Yeah, that's yeah. good with one of those $90 dollar cigars, huh? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't I was, see that, it. I mean, that just sticks in my mind. I can't, and the other thing was a lighting. I'm probably right about this. I shouldn't even be saying it, but because because I like you guys, and we're all smoking cigars now, and I'll be drinking whiskey as soon as I get off of this thing. I'm going to open up that art bag. I got myself turned on to it. Uh, <laughs> there we go. But they, they have a lighter. It's a regular L2 butane DuPont lighter, and they found a way to separate your DNA. So what you do yeah. is, like, Dave, you take a strand of your hair, you send it to the company, they send you a little post-paid box with a, a tube, they found a way to separate your DNA and put it into a crystallized sapphire form, which forms the body of your lighter. Then you get this lighter, and basically it's a lighter with your DNA in it. Wow. That's, <laughs> That's funny. world's changing. Dang. The world <laughs> is changing. It gets scary, and I'm sure there's a way they can trace you. You know, oh, he's got one of those lighters. You know, he's just <laughs> you walked go. into a supermarket. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to take that to the airport. It's literally right? your lighter, though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I have a friend who's a laser physicist, and he owns a company out there in California, and he is an RNA replicator and what they basically do is, is uh they're able he's he's one of the foremost doctors 
they get sent out when they when the CDC can't find a disease, they can't diagnose it. They send a group of these doctors, and he was he was one of the authorities when they discovered Ebola that oh. had gone yeah. out with with a bunch of uh, Russian scientists and China scientists. They all went together. But Joe, my, his name's Joe. I went to high school with him. He said, right now they have something where they can take your RNA as a baby and pretty much tell what disease this person will be susceptible to throughout their life. And he said, basically, the American public isn't ready. And he said, in 10 years, you'll find out about this. Wow. And scary stuff what our government's doing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we know the half of it. Absolutely. So. Well, we're going to have to wrap up here pretty soon. Well, I actually wrote introductions for them with names. Oh, you did? I did. So oh. I'll have to say it at the end. Okay. You can do it at the end. I will. All right. So we're going to, we're, we're kind of running out of time here because uh, they're going to close up the shop in a few minutes. So we have to get moving along. Richard, it was an honor to talk to you. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so it was much. My pleasure. I really, really, really enjoyed this. Enjoy your ride back. What a great Man, I can't hold this cigar anymore. It's burning my finger. There we go. <laughs> so... I just put mine down to yeah. that's it. Wow. That's a really good cigar. It's, it's when your facial hair bursts in the flame, that's yeah. when you put it down. If I had my pipe, I would put it in there and smoke the rest of it. But <laughs> I didn't bring it. So we're going to do the sign-off here, and uh, we'll get moving along. Okay, great, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks, Thanks for coming so on. Much, it was an honor. Thank you. Okay, we have to thank the panel and the guests. Reverend Harvey. Hallelujah. Hey, okay, guys. Have a good week. Uh, God bless you, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you next week. Nurse Rick? This town needs an enema. <laughs> enema boys at Two Guys in Salem. Uh, we got the Leprechaun King. The Again, leprechaun. Why do people listen to the show? There's <laughs> always something about that. Tommy the Dominator. Dominator. Okay, we got uh, our in-studio guest. We got Mr. Jonathan, the one and only known principal, the Italian meatball in the dance floor, Mr. Jonathan. Thanks. I also put in quotes, my meatball should have won. Yeah. It hey, should have. Hey, I voted for your meatball. Thank I you. did, too. I voted for your meatball, too. Thank you. Okay, Dave Garofalo. The creme de la creme. I was finally there. Most honorable, most respected, the king of our cigar world, Mr. Dave Garofalo. Thank you so much for having me here. I had a great time. Thank you. Okay, and, of course, our calling guest. Richard Carlton Hacker, author of all these books, including The Ultimate Cigar Book. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Really enjoyed it. Pleasure to meet you, sir. And, of course, thanks to the listeners. You made it through another one. Our social media tag is Cigar Hacks, all over the usual channels. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our website, CigarHacks.com. And And Pornhub. And our humble announcer, producer, Cigar God Dave. Oh. I forgot to introduce myself in the... uh, in the sign-off. That, that never happens, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Send us an email. You Cigar- idiot. Yeah, right. Cigarhacks at cigarhacks.com. Uh, let's see. See you next time on the Cigar Hacks. Remember, we're just a bunch of hacks talking cigars, etc. And this, And today it's cigars and whiskey and 
What is this? Bourbon? Band-Aids. Bourbon and Band-Aids. Band-Aids. That was yeah. the best description. We got to keep that description. That's a good one. That was the best description. That's going to go on our show. Every you don't happen to have a cigar, do you? 